Welcome to the Evolving Advisor Podcast, dedicated to equipping independent financial advisors with the tips, insights, and knowledge to help you achieve success in business and life. Host Jeff Concepcion shares 30-plus years of experience as an advisor, entrepreneur, and CEO. Join Jeff and the industry's top thought leaders as they help you evolve from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow. Now here's your host, Jeff Concepcion. Hi, this is Jeff Concepcion of the Stratus Wealth Network, and we'd like to welcome you to our introduction to our upcoming podcast where my associate and partner, Lou Camacho, and I will talk to you a little bit about the genesis of our firm and why we decided to move forward with this podcast. Lou? Thanks, Jeff. That's fantastic. This is our inaugural podcast, and we're really excited about it. I thought that we would kick things off by maybe you know helping educate folks on who Stratos is, how the firm came to be, and a little bit about the advisors we serve and what we ultimately would like to get out of the podcast. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. I'm happy to give a brief background. This is a big year for us. We had our 10th anniversary a few months ago, and I can certainly say that when we launched the firm, uh, never had the expectation that we'd have over 100 locations and 800 bodies in the organization between our advisor partners, their staff, and our centralized staff that serves their teams. So it's certainly been a heck of a decade and a lot of fun. The premise when we launched the business was that you have this employee model where advisors are giving up a very, very large chunk of the pie in exchange for a brand and kind of a turnkey way to run their business. And then you have the independent space where folks are in large part on an island and they've got all that autonomy, but lots and lots of other stuff that they really never bargained for and doesn't really have a lot to do with the client-facing experience. So the premise was how much of the support could we deliver while maintaining an extremely high level of compensation and autonomy? And I think the success that we've had, 100-plus locations to date, has proven out the model, and, and it's continued to evolve. That's really our topic for the podcast, evolution. So it's been fun watching that develop over time. And then that's interesting. Speaking of uh, evolution, the the firm certainly has evolved since day one. We did not start off in in you know thirty plus states with a hundred some odd locations and and three hundred or so advisors affiliated with us. No, no, exactly right, exactly. And and it's funny that you bring that up. By the way, it didn't dawn on me until you actually just said that. My goal was to run a business in Cleveland. I had no desire to travel. I had done that in prior roles. And what we found out is that people joined us from various firms, from wires and banks and independents, that they had friends that were as frustrated with the models they were sitting in as the folks who had joined us. They said, hey, I want you to talk to my friend in Arizona or Louisiana or any of these other places. And I was glad to share what we were doing and what the research had borne out that I had done on various platforms. And as we got into these conversations, he spoke to the conclusion, I don't want to do this on my own. I'd like to do this in conjunction. And I was pretty hard and fast. We're not going to do it with you, but we'll help you. And needless to say, the first time we acquiesced, you know, a hundred cities later, I'm super grateful that we did. And the culture and sort of the diversity inside of the organization in a whole host of ways, I think is one of our greatest forms of success. You know, you know what I've always wanted to ask you that I actually have not asked because I just think- it- I hope this isn't too personal, <laughs> Mr. Camacho. <laughs> Could be therapy. You know, I've got things that I Uh-oh. need your insight on. In the early days, and, you know, because I always think, right, the firm was started. You often joke, you're like, hey, we started with, you know, a big war chest, zero assets under management, zero offices, you name it. 
what were, if you can recall, you know, kind of one of the early conversations, right? You've got this idea, you've got this mission, you've got this vision, and, you know, you, you're trying to bring on board, you know, one of the first advisors to join the firm. What was that? What was that pitch? You know, what did you say to folks to get them to see the vision and jump on board when there wasn't a whole lot to show at that time? That's a great question. I can picture a couple of conversations. By the way, the joke was that in the early days, we were headquartered out of Panera because I didn't have any office space. And I would just have a line. They, one person would finish, the next person would be coming. So it would be recruits and staff. And I remember a couple of conversations specifically. Uh, one of our early teams, Frank and Sherry Bouts out of Boynton Beach, Florida, we were sitting in a diner and I was sort of scratching out on paper, the services and the deliverables, all of whom were people who we hired in short order from a staff standpoint, but only half of them were there. Another conversation that comes to mind was Dan Jacoby, who is our chief investment officer to date and was on board early on when we started the firm. Dan was at JP Morgan doing extraordinarily well. And I kind of scratched out what this would look like and what I thought his role would be. He said, gosh, this is really exciting. I'd like to tell my wife about the firm. What's the name of the company? I said, well, we don't have one yet, but that's not important. You know, don't worry about the name. We'll figure that out. But I think the key is just there was a recognition that I felt we could, as good stewards, as good fiduciaries, we could deliver a great, great experience, tremendous support, independence and autonomy in all the places that you would want it, but bench strength and resources in all the places where you need it. You know, when folks think about independence, there are certain things that they embrace. And I've said it many times, but billing and compliance and HR and benefits and technology those aren't necessarily the things that they think about when they think about independence. So we wanted to help them to be independent and autonomous where they wanted to be and supported and have, you know, backup where they needed it. And that was really the story that we began to tell, which obviously took on much, much more substance over the years as we became multi-custodial and expanded technologies and resources and solutions. That's fantastic. And, you know, I've got, I've got some thoughts on this, but, you know, today, right, who, who would you say Stratos is today, right? As the firm's evolved from day one to what it looks like uh, as we sit here today talking on this podcast, you know, what, what is Stratos? You know, there are a few little taglines that we've created over the years, most of which are internal, they're not external facing, that resonate deeply to me. And I would have to say the one first and foremost that resonates, Nancy Andrewski, our uh, CFO, COO, had said, hey, we've got this marketing firm and they're coming in in a week and I want you to think they're looking for just a couple words that epitomize the organization. I went back to her 30 minutes later. I said, it didn't really take a lot of thought because it just, it came to me very quickly. People first right? So people should matter more than business. They should matter more than platforms. They should matter more than bottom line. And if we as a team love on our advisors and our employees, and if our employees love on our advisors and if they love on their clients, and just, you're just putting people first and doing the right things. And again, I realize it sounds extremely you know, utopian and naive and everything else, but if you just focus on treating people extraordinarily well, I think lots of other stuff falls into place. I mean, you need to do more than that. You need to execute. But when I think of Stratus, I hopefully think of people first. And I tell the story often that we've had a number of employees, a half dozen folks over the last couple of years who've left, most of whom have come back and said, hey, we kind of took for granted this is a good place where people are treated well and respected. And so people first would be one. And I think the second would be entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. Those are two things that really resonate with me. We've got these folks who want to be business owners and we want to help them come up with the best version of their selves and their firm and their enterprise and support them in the process of doing that. 
That's fantastic. The the entrepreneurs supporting entrepreneurs really resonates. I mean, that 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 really is that continues to be the spirit of the firm. And we're constantly trying to figure out new ways to do things and new ways to tweak things. And it keeps things ever interesting around here. That's for sure. Agreed. So the podcast, let's shift gears a little bit. So one one thing um, hoping our listeners will pick up over the time is we have we have a lot of fun around Stratos. So we 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 work hard, we play hard, but most importantly, we like to have a lot of fun and and hopefully we can we can inject some of that banter, some of the humor and the fun that we like to have around the office into the podcast. There's a lot of wealth management, finance, MA podcasts out there and 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 many are fantastic and we've had the good fortune to guest on a number of them. However, uh, we'd like to make ours a, a little bit different. And again, so we want to have fun, hopefully have some interesting content, interesting guests on the show. So let's talk about that a little bit, Jeff. So you know, what, uh, what do we want to get out of this thing? Why are we doing it? Yeah, I think the key is uh, we selected the topic of evolution because I think I maintain the mindset very strongly. And I think Lou and, and our peers, our leadership team and our partners, that what got us here won't necessarily get us there. So I think the greatest risk we have in life, in our personal lives, I think one of the greatest risks we have from a business perspective is complacency. It's not good to be comfortable. It's easy to get comfortable, but it's not good to be comfortable. So the concept of talking about evolution you know, in our lives, in our industry, in our space, and how we do things, what the client's needs are, those have evolved night and day. And talking about evolution, the goal would be to share ideas, share best practices, acknowledge where the puck is, but focus more on where it's headed and how do we be participants and not be left behind. I do a lot of public speaking. I enjoy it. Uh, a lot of workshops. Michael Kitsis was very kind to invite me to his podcast. And, and I think I was surprised myself at the number of folks who took the time to figure out how to contact us and reach out and maybe begin or continue a, a dialogue with us. So I think that I just recognized through that one experience that this could be a really neat medium to share ideas, share best practices, and not only of our own, but more importantly, you know, probably 75% of the episodes will be us reaching out to what we feel are the industry's best thinkers in a whole host of topics. That's awesome. And to share ideas. So. Yeah. yeah. Any, any guests already on the invite list? Anyone up and coming that we should be excited about? We have a few. We have a few. I guess as a teaser, the, <laughs> the, several of the episodes that have already been recorded before our our initial release. Michael Kitsis was uh, was someone who we've interviewed recently. Mark Tabergen, who's the president and CEO of uh, Pershing Advisor Solutions. Ray Sclafani, who in my mind is one of the uh, the great thinkers in the practice management and coaching side of the space. And we have, I think, five or six others. So those three are recorded and we have five or six others that we will be doing inter interviews with in the near future. That's fantastic. I got a question for you. Alive or not, if you could choose one guest to have on, who would it be? All right. That's a crazy question. <laughs> uh, and it's an unfair one. I have it's no idea. I have no idea. Um, so who would I want? Well, because remember, if we're, if we're stuck in the sort of the wealth management space, I'll be honest with you. The first half dozen folks that we have would be the folks that would be my, you know, first choices I was most excited about. If it was on a topic outside of wealth management, I'd have to think. I'd have to think that would be a challenging one. Hmm. I'm, 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 I might have to say that. I might have to ponder it. And then in our next episode, share that because off the top of my head, the people who I'm most interested in in our space, we've got those people, you know, 15 of them listed and, and half of those already scheduled. So Okay. Okay. I would go with, even though you didn't ask, I would go with 
George Washington or Genghis Khan. I think those two would be interesting. Now, were they financial advisors? Because I wasn't sure if... We didn't say finance. We didn't say finance. Oh, I, I wasn't if, sure. If I wanted to go I finance, I'd go Alexander Hamilton. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. Those would all be great ones, by the way. They'd all be great ones. I suspect you wanted me to say that if I had a chance to interview anyone that I conceivably could, it would be Lou Camacho, and you'd probably be on my short list. You'd be on the top three. Well, that sounds really exciting, Jeff, and I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like we're going to have some exciting folks on the podcast, and I know we have some exciting stuff that's going to make our conversations a little bit different. So I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully I'm not the only one. I, I hope so as well. So by the way, there's one little wrinkle that I know I might have briefly explained, but we've probably glossed over. Every episode of The Evolving Advisor is going to end with podcast karaoke. We've had some great recordings so far, so I'm going to invite Lou into my office. And for this inaugural kickoff podcast, Lou and I are going to end it with a karaoke song. And by the way, I can tell you that the ones that I've heard so far are terrific. People are having fun with it. And I'm thoroughly enjoying hearing some of my icons, some of the people I respect most in the industry, belting out their favorite songs. So we hope you enjoy this and enjoy that as the close of each of our upcoming episodes. That's fantastic. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate being here. Thank you, Lou. name was Lola. She was a showgirl with yellow feathers in her hair and a dress cut down to there. She would merengue and do the cha-cha. And while she tried to be a star, Tony always tended bar across the crowded floor. They were from eight till four. They were young and they had each other. Who could ask for more at the Copa? Copa Cabana. The hottest spot north of Havana At the Copa, Copa Cabana Music and fashion were always the fashion at the Copa They fell in love Thanks for listening to The Evolving Advisor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and share it with your colleagues. And if you would like to talk about succession planning or practice acquisitions, please drop us a line. We would love to help you in any way we can.